The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now we're joined by Shane Hannan from Off the Ball to talk about some of the odder moments in sport in 2023. But first of all, that Court of Justice ruling this morning about the Super League. Yeah, quite interesting, Pat. We all remember April 2021. Probably football fans remember where they were when they heard this news. The the news that 12 teams, including English teams, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, United, Tottenham, uh, had signed up to this breakaway competition. Widespread anger and condemnation, of course, to this decision. Um, and, and then it went away for quite some time. And, and you mentioned during the ad break, Gary Neville was one of those people who maybe yeah, he's, forced it. He sank it, you know, on his own virtually. 100%. And, and this morning's news, Pat, is the European Court of Justice uh, said banning clubs from joining a European Super League was unlawful and UEFA and FIFA are, quote, abusing a dominant position. Now, it, that might sound like an open door and a green light again to, to the Super League. And in some ways it is. However, it's more so the, uh, the, uh, the uh, I guess, the, the Court of Justice saying it's allowed in some senses. That's not to say that it will get a green light if it, if it goes ahead. The ESL and its backers, A22, say UEFA and FIFA were breaking competition law by uh, not allowing a Super League. Of course, they would they want a monopoly over European club competition. And so that's really where they're getting at here. It's a bit of a stab in the back to FIFA and UEFA. It, it's, it's almost a... It, it looks like a blow to them and how they govern the game, essentially. So that's, that's really what we read into it. It's not going to be a European Super League for sure after this ruling. But it's an open door. It's, it's a little yeah. bit ajar, I guess. Is it live golf? <laughs> it could be live golf. It could be the very start of it, yeah, if the Saudis come on board. All right. Now, we want to look at some of the stories that jumped from the back pages to the front pages. Um, the Swifties take over the NFL. Yeah, Taylor Swift. I mean, we, she had to go and uh, date an American footballer, Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. If she'd gone and dated a League of Ireland footballer, maybe we'd have had uh, so much more interest in the League of <laughs> Ireland. Uh, some of the numbers here, Pat, are quite astounding. So for uh, anyone who's uh, living under a rock will understand that and, and have heard this story Taylor Swift started dating Travis Kelsey a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, 27 million people viewed that Chiefs and Jets game on October 1st when, when Taylor was up in the press box uh, with Do- uh, Donna Kelsey Travis's mother 63% increase in female viewership 400% increase in sales of Travis Kelsey's jersey uh, and he gained more followers than the NFL's top 100 players combined on Instagram so the numbers here are astounding it's the Swifty effect Pat I would think Yeah and she's not bothered by the criticism doesn't care. I mean, she's a billionaire in fairness and uh, sells out stadiums across the mm. world. Uh, she sneaks little references to, to Travis and uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs and to her songs now as well. So it, it's, it's a great thing for the sport. It's a, it's a massive thing for the NFL. The thing that really annoys the American football fans is people saying, you know, Tra- Taylor Swift has put Travis Kelsey on the map and not the other way around. But look, yeah. it's a, it's a, anyway, a, a she says She doesn't care how many dads, chads and brads get upset. <laughs> so, so there you are. Fair play now, to her. What about the kiss? Yes, the big kiss. Uh, Luis Rubiales, the Spanish FA chief, initially, of course, refusing to step down after this inappropriate moment during the, the World Cup final, definitely took a sheen off Spain's World Cup win, Pat. This was a, an extraordinary moment. Uh, and the, the recent news in the last month or so was that FIFA banned Luis Rubiales from all football-related activity for three years. There was a bit of a Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio moment where he said, I'm not going to step down. Call this extraordinary general meeting. Everyone thought he was going to resign. And then he said, nope, not going to resign. And basically leaned in. Um, so he, he remained defiant up until the 10th of September. Then the mounting criticism. He went on Piers Morgan, called it a witch hunt. Uh, but ultimately, sense prevailed. Jenny Hermoso, the player, filed a form of complaint for sexual assault and coercion. And it was just one of those nasty moments that took away from the Spain World Cup mm-hmm. win. Yeah, it kind of snatched uh, a defeat from the jaws of victory. Big time. Uh, and perhaps the whole thing could have been handled a lot differently. Yeah, and, by all sides, yes. And the, the luster would not have been taken from uh, that, that great victory. Now, what about orange powder at snooker? Uh, what was that all about? 
about? Yeah, that was a strange one. So this was the World Snooker Championship at the Crucible back in April. A protester for Just Stop Oil, we all know them, they're the ones who kind of lie on the road in, front, in the motorways, uh, threw a bag of orange powder paint over the playing surface. This was during a match of the World Championship between Robert Milkins and Joe Perry. You can hear the gasps in the audience, people calling him a plonker. Uh, and the other table, a woman tried to do the same and the referee, Olivia Martel just managed to stop her before she got onto the table and prevented from execu- executing a similar stunt. Look, we've, we've seen protests in sport before. Didn't the priest run onto the, the Formula One track many Indeed. years ago? So it happens. But this was uh, one that stood out this year, Pat. Now, Rory McIlroy and um, that moment where he got mad. Yeah, we love to see it in golf. Live golf has probably added to it, but a bit of European-USA tension definitely added to it the uh, Ryder Cup this year. So Joe LaCava... Uh, was the uh, caddy involved. Patrick Cantley, of course, was involved in a com- couple of different issues. He refused to wear a hat. It caused quite a commotion on the Saturday at the Ryder Cup. Uh, and I then remember on... that was about him getting married. Exactly. Uh, instead of uh, an act of disrespect. Yes. He w- didn't want to have the white forehead which golfers which have from the cap. Fair enough. You yeah. don't want to look terrible in your in your photographs years <laughs> later. But on the on the 18th green, Cantley holds a 43-foot putt to win his match over McElroy. Lacava waves his hat in celebration, but it's right beside McElroy. He still has a 20-foot putt to tie the match. He misses the putt thereafter. Rory then has the war of words in the car park where Shane Lowry's pulling him away into the car. They apparently settled it over a pint later on that night or the next day. So it was all settled. Joe LaCava, he, he knew very well Rory McIlroy from his time caddying t- Tiger Woods. So all's well that ends well, Pat. Yeah, but uh, they claim it motivated the team and of course uh, Europe um, did what's best. 100%. Um, revenge served cold. He says it motivated the entire team. We felt like we were dis- disrespected on that last screen. So maybe it inspired Europe, 100%. You need that kind of little bits of uh, beef in golf, I think. So uh, the more of it, the better, in my view. And finally, Portugal and rugby. This, is a, this was a lovely moment. Uh, so kind of like Genoa at the World Cup in 1994 Ireland will always have a special place. Toulouse will always have a special place for Portuguese rugby fans. That might sound ridiculous to say, but there are far more of them in Portugal now than there were after this famous Rugby World Cup win, beating Fiji 24 points to 23 in Toulouse. Uh, and Fiji only required one point uh, from the match to go through to the last eight. They got that because they got the losing bonus point. But still, a win would, would, would have seen them advance into second place in the group. So it's not like it was a game where Fiji didn't want to go out and get the win. But it was a lovely moment. That moment where Portugal kicked the ball, kicked the ball out of touch when the clock's in the red right at the end of the game. It just didn't go to script for the, for the Fijians. But for Portugal, I mean, we always talk about the Six Nations and maybe it could be branched out. South Africa, there's talk of them joining the whole thing as well. But teams like Portugal doing well can only be good for rugby, you'd imagine. Yeah, I'm not sure how big rugby is in Portugal, but I remember maybe 20 years ago meeting an English guy, an expat, uh, in a furniture store, and he was a rugby coach. Right. 20 years ago. Which is rare. Yeah. (laughs) So little Cristiano Ronaldo's out there maybe getting involved in rugby as opposed to football, Pat. Very good. Shane Hannon from Off the Ball, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.